Hey guys, this is Don down in San Antonio. I got Big Chuck up on the West Coast. We are but really. How's it going, Chuck? It's going well, man. It's going well. Out here on the West Coast, we got smoke coming in from Canada right now, but it's not as bad as it was a couple years ago. You can smell it today. You couldn't smell it. Um, last, I think last time we recorded, it was the, the smoke was here, but you couldn't really smell it. But now you can smell it. Wow. So, you, so are you surrounded? What's that? I was going to say, you got fires to the south and fires to the north. <laughs> fires and fires to the east. Yeah. Uh, we're, we had some fires burning out in eastern Washington, small ones. But we have, we have, um, yeah, it's been, it's exciting, I guess. In a weird, sadistic, weird masochistic way. Wow. So what about you, man? How have things been going down there? Uh, luckily, no fires. I was like, but the weather has finally decided to get back to normal. Uh, we are. I mean, I can't complain because we have yet to break the century mark. You know, we're still haven't hit 100. So, yeah. um, but it, it's hot. <laughs>
I think our our numbers are off skewed. You know, like I want to say it's going to be much worse than what we even think if we're catching it now. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, realistically, it's going to take 50 years for us to even start repairing. Uh, it's like a smoker and, and uh, you know, like all the damage you do to your lungs. Like if you quit today, next week, you're still going to be coughing up. A <laughs> yeah. If you're like me, you get chronic bronchitis from smoking and running the ring for it. And you're just stuck with it for the rest of your life. Yeah. I remember when me and you would have cigars or we would have mm -hmm. a you know, pack of cigarettes or whatever. And, oh, I always had a pack uh, of cigarettes. Uh, you know, and. I mean, I remember multiple occasions being used smoking a cigar, and it was like no big thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel it now, especially I don't smoke very often, but I get around, you know, a certain group and I'll have a cigarette or whatever. Yeah. I don't buy, you know, I don't buy cigarettes now, but I'm around smoker friends and I'm like, all right, give me a, yeah. give me a cigarette, you know? Does that hit you the next day? I mean, last time I did that, I think it, I, I was like, miserable when I stay. I mean, it does. Uh, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I can tell when I smoke cigarettes. Yeah. I just, I feel it doesn't really make me feel horrible, but I do feel it like, oh man, I, I can tell I had a cigarette or sometimes my, actually my voice will get raspy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, and sometimes I'll overdo it hanging out, you yeah. know, smoke a half a pack like we used to or something and then yeah definitely yeah. the next day i'll be a little hoarse you know thinking about what you said no your comparison to smoking i think is a, is a pretty good analogy because i mean fossil fuels is what's doing it to us and, and you can look and at that's that, like, the earth and, yeah. yeah you can look at it like we're all addicted to fossil fuels and what they were saying was that we can't not, we have to get rid of that dependency. That's that's the only way that we're going to do this, is if we get rid of that. Because if we're still creating plastics the way we do, because you know your clothes have oil in them, your all your plastics have oil in them, your fake leathers because you care about the environment or the animals, you don't want to kill them. Well, that fake leather has oil in it. <laughs> I mean, everything has oil in it. So if we can't get away from that, then I mean, it's not. It, we're getting we're. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's probably going to be worse. And real quick, just, uh, yeah. just to finish up, uh, you, you said you haven't really noticed the damage. Last year. Oh, sorry. Well, last year was 2020, and it was on record the worst season we've ever had for hurricanes. Oh. And I didn't even realize it until we watched this documentary on it. Uh, and it was, you know, devastating. By this time last year, we had had 17 named storms. First time in, you know, ever. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. I didn't even realize. I mean, even me and you, like, I just didn't snap that it was the worst. Uh, you know, and you're telling me the weather's going to go up by two degrees. So, yeah. are we supposed to start expecting 30 plus hurricanes a year? Yes. Coastline flooding. Yeah. What you've got, what you've got is a new normal. And I said Atlantic uh, earlier in the conversation. I just want to correct it. That, um, I was talking about Pacific. Um, but the, yeah, yeah, whatever, what we're seeing now is the new normal for the next, they said like thousand years before the, before we could correct it, we could correct the weather patterns and stuff. But I don't know what that means. Wow. I mean, you're right. Like, yes. Now, don't get me wrong. I smoke pot every day. You know, it's like, but that's, uh, I I understand I'm doing damage and I feel it. It's like, okay, yeah. whatever. Um, but... I don't think it's the same. I think because when you're smoking cigarettes, you're like taking those lunch breaks. You're you're pummeling your body every yeah you know, all day, like every day. I know people like when I was in the Corps, some of our Marines were smoking a pack two packs mm -hmm. a day, and I'm like, how do you do that and run <laughs> and run a PFT? Uh, but people did. You don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. But uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have to figure something out. And 
it can't be come on you idiots like because like i said last week 50% of these people don't even believe so it just starts with awareness and start to realize every day, like, man, crap, we are getting warmer. I don't ever remember a period of time when you guys on the East Coast were warmer than Texas, baby. Yeah, West Coast, but yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, we, we both keep flip-flopping it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the ranked choice uh, voting, if you don't mind. Uh, no, let's do it. I can better understand. We'll go from there. Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah, so my first exposure to ranked choice voting was actually in the Marine Corps. And I was, uh-huh. yeah, so, um, and it's it's kind of a really cool concept. So right now what we have is kind of like just this, uh, to use this winner-take-all system. So you vote, so say we have there are two candidates in the race, I, and there are a bunch of people, say one candidate gets them over 50% of the vote, they win and they, and they go home. But if you have... And the way that it works right now is if you have two, your first candidate and your second candidate, if nobody gets 50% of the vote, this is most like winner, t- uh, most one person wins elections, then you get a runoff between the first, two, the first two candidates and all the rest of the votes are wiped completely. And now you get to pick, but you can only pick between those first two. So what that, so um, what that does is it, it, it is a way to select a winner, but you also lose all of the information. Like you, you lose how people cared about the rest of the candidate, how people felt about the rest of the candidates. So say I've got, say my candidate gets dropped off because they, they are like number three. And then, but I didn't want any of the other, any of the other two. I wanted my set. Maybe my second choice was a fourth candidate that's on the list. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter in the runoff. I won't be able to move my vote to that fourth candidate. I will have to put my vote. So it's no wasted vote on a third party or an independent. Like you're not throwing away your. No, even if everybody, even if everybody in the United States, even if all of our third choice was the same third party candidate, it won't matter because our first choice is going is is what makes it and then we'll only be able to vote between those first two so our third party candidate immediately comes off the list right so um, in ranked choice voting though what instead of me picking one candidate to vote for I take all four of those candidates and I number them the way that I want them the, in the order of how I feel about them so I, I say I like the my third can- the third party candidate the best I put a one in the third party candidate slot or say I like my um, say I like my democratic representative the best I put a one in that slot but in the second slot maybe I like the libertarians and not necessarily the Republican option so much so I put a two in that slot and then what happens instead is you have uh, you get this thing called an instant runoff and what an instant runoff is, is it looks at all the candidates and whoever doesn't clear a certain bar, it removes them, but then it reorders your votes according to what your next, what your preferences were for those remaining candidates. So let's say you have one, two, and three choices, but your number two choice gets dropped off because no one else voted for them. So your one and three choice moves up. Mm-hmm. And my number two, three choice turns to my number two. And my my opinion, uh, this really matters if, say, my number one choice gets dropped. And then my number one, and now my number two candidate is now my number one candidate. So all of those so people who, who had that, that work. What's that? I mean, how, how would that work right now since, you know, normally it's a two-party system. So it's only Republican, Democrat. You have two and two yeah. and two and two. Or this would work if we had multiple parties. If it, it will work, it works best. I mean, we always have multiple parties. They just don't get the they, they just don't get voted for. I agree so, with that. Yeah, we so have we, extreme left. We have extreme right. We have middle, middle. You know, and then I think we have some people that are right on in the line. Yep. Yeah, and then we got those really weird fringe groups out there. But there's always somebody. Um, so imagine you have. So we always have three, four, five candidates. Um, then what do you do? Um, well, say I say I vote for my Democratic choice number one, and then I vote for like my Libertarian choice number two. Say you vote for your Republican choice number one, but you vote for the Libertarian choice number two. 
right? So then what happens is after, after we look at the votes, if there's, and then say there's the Green Party and the Green Party gets no votes, or say a bunch of, a few people vote for the Green Party who also vote Libertarian. So now what happens is say that you remove the Green Party ticket, everybody who had the Green Party, those, those votes roll over to the Libertarian. And so That's now the Libertarian candidate is actually competitive because it's taking into consideration our second choice. What was that? No, no, that's what I was wondering. It just, it's kind of a, you know, um, how would it be structured though? And what side would these roll over? Or is that just depending on your, like, let's say you do uh, one, two, and three. You know, your one is Republican, your two maybe is a little libertarian and your, you know, three, let's say is a dim or another Republican. Right. Uh, and let's say the Republican gets popped off. And then, so no matter what, since you're number two, all your the votes go to the third party? My second choice will, will, roll, will roll over to, the, to whatever the third party is. So it, just, it's, I think it's easier to think about from a me perspective. Say I vote for four candidates. I vote for your three, your three candidates in order, one, two, three, whatever, whatever order that is. If my number one gets chopped off, then instead of having to vote for, instead of having to re-vote for the next, for whatever the two, in, instead of having to re-vote, my, my number one, new number one choice is what my number two choice was. So, so I've already said, hey, this is how I feel about it. And then that rolls, and then those are counted. And then if my number two choice gets wiped off, then my new number one is whatever it was in my number three. So basically my opinion on my, the ordering of my vote, the ordering of my candidates is always is important. So my second choice still, my second choice matters. Is that, I, I, that's hard to explain. I, I kind of see it like if it was, you know, Biden and Bernie and then somehow Everyone that you know, no one voted for Biden, and Bernie would assimilate all those votes. Yeah, if if Biden if Biden gets That's yeah, if Biden was a, see. I mean, I mean, my wife. I was talking over with my wife, and she said, "Well, wouldn't that make a lot of sense in the primaries too?" And I said, "Well, yes, because <laughs> in the primaries you got like twenty candidates." So that's where yeah. that, and, and that, yeah, in that kind of situation, it would absolutely make sense. And then what that frees you up is like you're, you have a little less fear about voting your heart because you can still put the, the, you can still put the establishment candidates number two if you want to. So you can vote your heart. And if your heart, and if that line gets wiped off, say I, I'm a libertarian, I'm not, but say I was I'm, a libertarian heart, if that gets wiped off, then my number two, I don't have to worry about having to figure out how to revote and all that stuff. I, I know that my second choice, maybe the establishment candidate, that vote counts. I mean, I could see that 100% for the um, primaries. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. And by the time we trickle down to it, you know, we're left with two candidates, you know what I mean, from, you know, what our selections were uh I, I mean i could see that more i just had a hard time seeing it for like a presidential race because i don't you know i, I really want uh i don't know usually yeah. i have my mind made up especially on topics on yeah i mean this year i would have pretty much voted for any democrat yeah. to get trump out so Right. I mean, this would be the catch 20 or not the catch 22, but the only, uh, you know, I don't know. Right. Well, imagine if you will, I mean, say, because your, your edge parties aren't going to get a lot of votes. So, but you can, but they, they might get more votes under a system like this because you know that that's probably the candidate that's going to get wiped off. So you you don't so I would I wouldn't mind voting for a third party as long as I knew that when it came when push came to shove that second vote once that line goes away I'm still I'm still ultimately supporting the major party so that that opens it up a little bit more and will and will give the give third parties a little more push to to get their message out there and then and then to accrue more votes because people can vote for the third party without 
a ban without not voting for their their well establishment party. I mean, sometimes I've wanted to vote, but I just think I don't want to throw my vote away. I know they're not going to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now you don't have to worry about it. They're not. Maybe they're not going to win. But hey, when they don't win, lost. They get. They get. They're going to get wiped before the establishment candidates. They probably. And so if that happens. Your the establishment can Your vote goes to your establishment candidate. Yeah. So, like, let's say the third party is your first choice, and your second choice is. Republican or Democrat, whatever, <clears throat> your third party candidate doesn't win. Instead of losing that vote, your vote goes to the Republican or the Democrat. Yeah. That exactly. is your second mm-hmm. Or, or well, first well, choice. Whatever, wherever you put yeah, it. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, okay, I can, I can see that. And I can totally see that more so for the primaries. Um, because I have, you know, thought, man, I would because I remember they were trying to legalize it in Texas. And I was like, dude, I'm going to vote for this guy. Like, hell yes. Like, he really wanted to do some radical things. But bottom line, when it came down to it and I'm standing in line to vote, I was like, I don't want to throw my vote away. Yep. And that's and that's exactly and that's the conversation we've had. Right. Is we have a two we have a, we have it set up to be a two party system. That's the math works out that way. Exactly the same way you just described. But ranked choice voting gets us a little bit closer to what people actually want. So you can make that choice and not throw your vote away. And I I mean we I've grown up thinking uh that like you know there's only two parties, Republican or Democrat. And if you know, come on, you're gonna throw your vote away if you vote for that, you know green or, or libertarian or blah 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 you know the peace guy the guy <laughs> that actually wants to do a lot more you know because normally especially here uh, in Texas I think we are a lot more uh, progressive than people give us credit for especially in the big cities I mean uh, and we are trying to help the le- less you know, the disenfranchised, the, uh, uh, you know, everyone that, you know, we're not trying to, you have to pick yourself up from the bootstraps. We're saying here, here's a helping hand. Yeah. Education. Let's, you know, and we are trying to start to do a lot more of that. Um, But bottom line is we do have two parties and if we, fracture the left we know we'll lose and the right will swoop right on it and change everything we've been working um so i mean it's a little scary but i do like where that ranked choice uh voting is or might be going yeah And, and it's not it's not that scary as a matter of fact you guys do use it i'm looking at a map right now for in for your internal party elections so you 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 some uh, probably Democrats I would, I would guess oh, uh, of course. Use, <laughs> use it for for selecting for doing in party stuff, um, but there are like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen states fourteen states they use ranked choice voting and uh, some sort to some degree in their in some of their local elections, so cities are already starting to do this, um, and. For a lot of the states in the South, ranked choice voting is used for military votes, which is an interesting thing that I didn't know until like I started looking up research for so this, this call. So really, like, so let's say you are stationed abroad. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and if you're, you're stationed abroad, military or overseas voting, you can get you your voting because I guess it would be too hard to include you in a runoff election. So you get ranked choice voting. If you're in, check out this list. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed this. I didn't Louisiana, even Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, um, Mississippi, and what's that last one? Arkansas. And oh, wow. Illinois. So that's like the that's the this proper south right there. That's the deep south right there. It's using ranked choice voting for military, but I guess it's not good enough for people. In the country, I don't know. But historically, I mean, I'm don't get me wrong, but historically, military votes are usually 
Republican, um, except for this last year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that would kind majority, of, I guess that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Uh, so I could kind of see why. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I understand why that there would be a necessity for that because, dude, you're not there. You're not watching the news. You don't know what these people are about, especially if you're overseas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I, I hate to say this, but realistically, I never voted in a local election besides the presidential election uh, when I was in the Marine Corps. I, I agree. It's just too hard to stay on top of that stuff when you're yeah, I mean, one place to another. You know, I just, I didn't pay attention enough back then. And so I can't, I mean, I don't have any experience on any, uh, that would have been awesome to actually, I wish I would have, um, you know, done my civic duty while I was in the Marine Corps, just to see, you know, how it was or how voting from, you know, because I never thought about it. I think when I joined the military, my parents lived in, you know, one place. And then a year later, they moved to San Antonio. So I had no clue of this, that, or anything going on in San Antonio. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I was a foreign, you know, I didn't grow up here. I moved here after I got out of the military. And, but now, you know, uh, and I think I said last week, you know, I'm a little spoiled because we're such a big town and we are democratic. So I can get away with one or two missed elections. Like, oh crap, I was working that day or I didn't even came up so quick. And it's like, man, you got to get on top of that. Uh, we sued the governor. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, dude, I saw that. You think it'll work? You think it'll go anywhere? And at the same time, he's asking for twenty five hundred. Uh, I want to say it's National Guard, or it's it's for nurses. Like we need twenty five hundred people because we're so understaffed because coronavirus is. There's zero beds in Dallas. Zero beds in Austin. And it's, it's really, yeah. And he's like anti some of the stuff that he was looking for. I know that there was a, uh, no, I don't, I can't remember, but that's, that's sad to hear that, there, well, that you guys don't have any beds. We have thousands of kids in quarantine and it's the first week of school. Yeah. Are they making, they, they're, and they're not allowing the schools to say that they're, that they, to dictate mass policy, are they? That's correct. He said, you know, no mask mandates. And he said, if anyone tries to, he will take them to court. But we, the judge and the mayor of San Antonio sued and put a restraining order on him. Um, And today they're going to court. Like there's, you know, the governor's trying to file an injunction to stop the, the restraining order. Yeah. So we have from the governor, <laughs> the Republican governor, who says he knows best. Big government tells everyone what to do in Texas. Right. I don't if you're you a Democrat. You guys are so big government. It's ridiculous. Wow. I thought they were small government. But I no. know. They're a small federal government, but man, man, they're all in on state government. Oh, my goodness, dude. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, I, I forget what exactly we sued them on. It's a city's right to govern themselves when it comes to life or death or something along those lines. Yeah, I think there. I saw something about a they couldn't uh, the steps that were being taken were not necessary steps. The steps that were being taken by the executive were not necessary steps to help contain the crisis so like the steps that he what he was doing was are not will not are not aiding are not in support of constraining the crisis so it's not he's not actually trying to help improve this coronavirus situation so he cannot pass Mm -hmm. those laws i think is or he cannot enforce that over over uh individual cities right he he can make these 
um, men, I get they're not mandates. He can say no mask mandate. He can do these things over the state, but independently, we have the right to say, "Hey, you're, you know, what you're doing is not good for us." So that is so interesting. Okay. It's a trip. I, when I saw it, I was so proud last week. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> it, it's so bad, bro. It's so bad. Um, I let my mom go to church, and even there, they tell her, oh, you can take your mask off. She's like, no, I'm good. Like, Keep it on. What, is it, what does it matter? Why does it bother you if I'm wearing a mask? Right? Man, it's ridiculous. I wear, mask, I wear a mask everywhere. And then, and I, I give people a little side eye if they're not wearing their mask. <laughs> well, I'll continue much, to wear it. It makes me feel good. In uh, the winter months, flu season. I, I just personally, I just don't like getting sick. I hear you. Me neither. It's the worst. I hate having body aches. I hate feeling weak and i just i don't like it i just i you know i'm not i'm sure many people agree with me i don't know who does like being sick but <laughs> if i can you know um do something to prevent myself from getting sick hell yes i'm already an incessant hand washer my skin's all dry and whatnot I just, <laughs> yeah you know like yeah if I can do something as simple as wearing a mask and I won't get the flu this season, like badass. I mean, to me, it just makes sense. And I'm just talking about the regular old flu. Now, if I could do something as simple as just wearing a mask and not die, I don't get what where there's so much uh, blowback. Yeah, or not kill somebody else even better. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but it does help. I mean, it, it's not very, it's not super effective, like keeping you from getting sick, but it does have a little bit of an impact. And you know, I, a little bit of help is better than nothing. Hey, well, I want to call bullshit on that one because look at last flu season, bro. And none of us had the shot back then. Mm -hmm. It was pretty much non-existent. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, it helps like prevent transmission if every if everyone is wearing a mask. But if you, Don, work, walk into a room and nobody else has a mask on and you're the only guy in the room with a the mask, then the effects are of the, of protection against you are not are not as great as they could be. Um, yeah, I don't remember the exact percentages. But yeah, no, I totally agree. And if we, if we all like imagine another flu season like last year we didn't i didn't get the flu either and i always get the flu oh i know sometimes i get it twice <laughs> you know, I, I don't have a great immune system so dude imagine if we did this for another three years oh my goodness people are gonna probably freak out that lose their mind that i just said that what <laughs> we get rid of corona we would maybe even get rid of you know most of the common flu like if we work together, we can. We can do things like that. Yeah. I'm with you. You and me, Don. <laughs> I feel like people, they're like that. That uh, What's a guy um, from the fifth element who likes to see the destruction? Zod. You oh. know, he... <laughs> no, man. I, I hear what you're saying. and You're right. But no, man. I want to see people die. Like, <laughs> oh, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched uh, oh I don't know this week they put out like two or three different videos of pastors saying you know I'm with Jesus I don't you don't need the vaccine you know like I told you like oh my goodness it's so outrageous and they're at church um, I saw at least two, maybe three videos, and it was two different pastors, and it was something unrealistic. And they're like, I'm telling you the truth. And and somehow it goes back into Biden will be out of the White House soon. Uh, it, yeah, it, I mean, I don't understand that. I don't know that Jesus would necessarily weigh in on whether or not you need a vaccine. That seems <laughs> kind of a little low, a little micro controlling for, you know, somebody that's got to handle the entire, you know, 
Why don't they say about that? All that stuff. Seems like he's got better things to do than to worry about a vaccine. That's our problem. We should deal with it, I think. Well, what about life-saving insulin for the diabetics? God picked diseases. Yeah. What you know? Why is this shot any different from an insulin shot? Don't know. But that's an interesting. But what you bring is a point. Like the question: Why? Why push that message? Why push that message? That's where I was gonna go. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Like, well, I mean. Why does it even hurt? Look, I understand if you're anti-vax person. I didn't realize there was so many anti-vax people. I thought it was like a hipster, cool fringe thing. Um, You know, the farmer's market people. Because that's the only place I've ever really heard people talking about anti-vaccine. Like, they don't want to vax their kids. They home birth. Oh, yeah. We do have a lot of those in the left. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, but I didn't realize we had so many people across the board. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's shocking to me. Like measles and mumps. I was like, man, you guys never read a book. I remember. Uh, I don't know. We were going to go to we're, we're Well, hopefully once all this pandemic stuff calms down, you know, try to go to the French uh, Polynesian islands like Bora Bora or somewhere and you know so I do my little studying and back history and how those islands were pretty much decimated by dirty white people you know like French people with their simple diseases (laughs) (laughs) people had no immunity to it so they were decimated they'd never had the common cold god forbid chicken pox and then you know like uh Chlamydia or something ran rampant and killed killed people because they just had no, you know, sense of immunity. Uh, and it's just shocking. Like, why wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what side they how they justify saying, "Don't wear a mask." Not in my church. God's gonna protect you. In the Bible, it says. You know, not by his, but by my. And I was just like, listen, it's like, no, it doesn't say don't use medicine, dude. Like, and in my head, I was like, what about all these, you know, cancer patients, diabetes, high, you're going to tell someone not to take their high blood pressure medicine? Right. I, I just don't understand how there is a line in between. I don't know. It is what it is. Let's jump into, uh, I don't know. I was like, oh, this coronavirus has me. I'm getting the corona blues again, bro. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah, I know. I feel you. It's here. It's here already. We're just not acting the way we did last year. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah. And part of that message is coming. Like a lot of that message seems to be coming from the right. And uh, one of the things that we were going to talk about this week was also dark money, which may shed some light on how the, the same message is, is coming out of all of these different, these, uh, well, churches. I mean, how is why that would, a place to... Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, I'm just like, why, how, how is how, the churches leaning into politics is, 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 a, is a problem. And the mega churches are spending billions of billions of dollars uh, funding, nah, not billions, millions of dollars funding Canada. Billions. You haven't you haven't seen these new mega churches. They're down here in Texas, baby. There's two in San Antonio. The biggest one anywhere is in Houston. Joel Olstein. Man, they're spending billions, dude. Easy. And what you said, like, they're not taxed by the government, yet they're political. Yep, that guy. I had to look him up. 
Yeah, yeah. Holstein. Yeah, yeah. He's like the biggest one, dude. He's on TV on, you know, every channel. I don't know. He's like the biggest. There's two guys, two in San Antonio, two big mega churches. Uh, one of the that the the pastor of one of them just passed away, but it uh, took over. But I know that guy, Joel Olstein, uh, he, you know, he's on TV. People talk about, him. oh, I just like him. He's, you know, he's insane. So, I don't understand. So these these organizations, so there, I, I have a bunch of problems with this. One of them is the corporations are people idea or that, that money. I have two problems. One is corporations are people. So I have a problem with Citizens United because corporations aren't people. They're agreements on paper between people. That's, they should not, the corporations should not have the same rights as people ever, especially when it's regarding our political, the political uh, direction of our nation. That's not something corporations should be involved in. The individual people should be able to have that conversation, but not corporations. And the other thing that I have a problem with is money isn't speech. That's a problem that we have in this country. And that's another, that's, I think that's a Citizens United thing is how people choose to spend their money is effectively their manner of speak. But the problem with that is if I'm a guy that has a billion dollars and your guy that's got two bucks in your pocket, if you're lucky on a Tuesday, then place is a lot louder than yeah, my speech, my, my right to speech is way bigger than your right to speech. And that's not, that's fundamentally unfair. And I think all of this rolls out of Citizens United and they get the 503, 503, is it 503C? It's either 503 or 501C, whatever. The, the, yeah. That allows anonymous donors to funnel their money together into these political organizations. I know I mean, they were past, well, I know a few weeks ago and I do know literally this week, um, they passed a vote in the House because the Republicans actually uh, proposed the bill for defund the police. And it shows where all the votes will go. And Cory Booker stood, stood up and was like, yes, I'm glad, finally. Like, And let's find out. And he's like, I would like to add an amendment to find out, you know, who's accepting this money so we can release it publicly. That way we know where everyone stands. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, it, but it's not, I don't think it's good enough. I mean, if I can, like, say you and I decide that we don't, we hate the government or whatever, or we want to instill, install our candidate, we come up with a list of issues that we think as a corporation we want to make law somewhere we between the two of us we've got i don't know how much you have but i think i could easily come with 500 billion of it if you got another 500 billion of it, let's drop a trillion into this and pound the airwaves so that the only message that people hear is about that candidate who's only there because we picked him because his beliefs align with our beliefs with what with the agenda that we want to get done and he gets elected because i don't care what anybody says Money matters in elections. The more airtime you get, the more the more exposure you get. Advertising works. That's why it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Advertising works. I that's mean, that's what they're doing. Yes, ish. Um, I mean, yes, to a point. You, but you, you know, you can't just have money. You need to have those people because they're the ones that are going to line other people's pockets to get you in, um, because. You could be a rich billionaire, but be, you know, way out there. Like, uh, who was the guy from New York uh, who spent, you know, a billion, um, you know, a few million dollars and nothing happened? Um, or running for federal office? He was running for president. Oh, Bloomberg? Yes, Michael Bloom, little Mikey is what <laughs> Trump was calling him. Uh you know, Rich but somebody who doesn't have all the fight. <laughs> I mean, he had all the financial. He mm -hmm. just didn't have the. Um, I mean, you need these the greasers, you know, the guys that grease people's pockets, because without them, 
And our system has become so corrupt. I don't even think we see it anymore. And, and like, I can't just say, oh, Elon Omar and AOC and, you know, the, you know, I, I don't, the, the, lies, the lines are so blurred, especially with dark money yeah. and, and where it's going and who actually wants what. Because well, every mm-hmm. time we think we're going to catch one of them, and it's always the Republicans, the Democrats never pull the trigger. And it just keeps going back to the same. Well, I mean, they, they I mean, they, they do the same thing to a lesser degree, because look at it this way. If you're not playing the game, then you're losing. If, so if you're not if you're not playing, uh, Democrats only go so far. I think they have boundaries, but, you know, they're not they're not not playing. The game. You wouldn't even be competitive if they didn't play the game, if you didn't play the game. Oh, I mean, just look at Joe Manchin. <laughs> He's never been sitting in somebody's pocket, is he? I said oh, that's not a beautiful oh, really podcast. <laughs> in the middle of two pockets. Because you know the Republicans are feeding them. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lobbyist, there's some deep dark money. There's something in there that I See, mean that's they what didn't... I'm saying, Don. With with the trillion dollars, you and I could we could pound the airwaves and we could go in and grease the right palms with that kind of money. And I, I'm willing to bet that if we had a trillion dollars, we could get a candidate or two into office doing what we wanted to do, especially in the local elections. I mean, come on. Well, actually, we don't have to speculate on that. The NRA did that in, in the middle in, in the Midwest. Continue to do that. I mean, yeah, but I mean in the Midwest, they actually actually filled with candidates and and like destroyed reputations and, and lives of people when they were first getting started. Big oil funds Ted Cruz. Big oil, yep, big oil does. Oh, no doubt. Not, I'm sure they fund like half of the, probably all, <laughs> but definitely Ted Cruz for sure. He, well, he actually, he's on a list. He receives more money than anyone else for from big oil. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. Well, oh, that's yeah. going to make it a little bit hard to get them under control and break our fossil fuel addiction, isn't it? Well, that's yeah, exactly. That's why he literally came out and said, this new infrastructure deal is the first step to the Green New Deal. They're trying to get rid of, you know, everything we believe in. And it's like, where does, no, man, it's just adding money. Come on, man, we can't keep digging up oil. And and it's not the Green New Deal, you know, like what we're trying to do is create jobs, new jobs. Unless who who the fuck do you think wants to go down and start mining again? The Republicans don't even care about workers. They don't even want to give us a $15 wage. You know why people don't want to go back to fucking working in the hospitality industry? Because it sucks. Especially when you're getting paid $7.25 a fucking hour. You can't live in the United States on $7.25 an hour. You might be covering your microphone. I was able to make it out, but you are getting a little bit off. But I, I know what you're talking about. You can't. No, I don't think there's anywhere. I think somebody recently did a study on that. Even $15 an hour is iffy now in some places. Can you hear me? Uh, not, not really any better. Try again. How about now? Uh, you're still a little tinny, a little echoey. Yeah, it's still still bad, but I can make out what you're saying. Um, we're at about an hour now, so we gotta we should be closing up with our safe rounds. Yeah, let's wrap it up because I don't know why this always happens to my phone. Dude, it always happens at a, around an hour mark. Maybe your phone is trying to tell us something. <laughs> do you want to try? Uh, what I can do is I can stop if you want, and then restart, and then we can. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me click out and then click back in. Okay. Now you're still bad. Um, do you want to, did you exit out of Zoom? I just had a clock out. All right, uh, start with save rounds. 
So uh, there at the end, um, we went kind of full circle there. We went, we got back to, which was interesting because I don't think we intended this, but we got back to, we went through dark money and we, we talked about how that influences our election. Then we talked about big oil and we talked about Ted Cruz. And, so, and, and you better believe Ted Cruz isn't the only uh, candidate that's on big oil's payroll, right? And he's not the only guy out there. There's tons of money. And you got to think about it. This is a survivalist game for big oil right now. They are against the wall. They know that they've been impacting climate change. This isn't a secret. They, they knew about it like 50 years ago. They knew about it. They had internal studies that showed that they, that they were part of the problem. And they they shoved that stuff under. They kept that kept it out of public life. They silenced people that were came out to talk against them. They hired their own scientists. All of this is public record. You don't have to take my word for it. Just go, you know, do some Google and you'll find it. Um, but it come, but as long, but that this is the problem, right? You go back to Citizens United. Now, big oil has the same rights as you or I to go fund candidates. They already were funding candidates with like just handshake deals. Now they can go back, go to bat on the advertising for candidates as well. And so all this money is just funneling right in to people that are working against, against a positive future for mankind. These are people that are hammering nails in the coffin of civilization. I don't think I'm exaggerating. If you look at the fact that that now the new normal is wildfires all across the West Coast, and the new normal is hurricanes all across, yeah, hurt like 30 hurricanes a year, or even even probably north of that by the time it's all done. Um, sea level rise that's that's going to destroy some cities. Bermuda, what are they going to do in Bermuda? I mean, that, this is a real problem, right? So, and so we are by some of the laws that were passed and by the way that the, that the money moves around, we are cementing our own destruction. And that is the stupidest thing that has ever happened, right? We can do better and we have to do better. That's, it's ridiculous. We're paying people to kill us. So, and we're voting for those people. So just when you go to, to vote, and even in your local elections, do you think it's easy to buy a federal election? How easy do you think it is to buy a local election? Right, so we gotta start thinking and who's got our best interests at heart because I can guarantee you, it's not Ted Cruz, it's not Manchin, and it's not whoever, it's not Gates and whoever's playing around in Florida. Those guys are on the payroll. You can quote me on that, um, but just don't quote but really, just quote me. Um, so I guess I'll leave it there. I get I get furious about this and I could go on for a bit, but just look at who you're voting for and, and think about why you're voting for them. Go ahead, Don. No, for sure. I mean, I agree. Um, they have big money's interests at heart. And I know some people are just going to say that we're hitting every leftist talking point. But uh, when it comes down to me and, you know, my friends and my people and, you know, I, I see where, you know, some of us are at the other end of the spectrum and work hard jobs for long hours for very, you know, not very much pay. It's unrealistic to think that it's going to continue that way. I mean... I agree, yeah. It, big money, big tech, both sides. Because big tech on the left, you know, or big oil on the right, you know, uh, construction, blah, blah, blah. Everyone talks lately about those Koch brothers, you know, C-O-C-H, not Coca-Cola. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's insane. And the fact that we don't even know, there has to be transparency. Because when there's transparency, we'll see whose best interests, interests are really at hand. Who are they really fighting for? And it's not a... They don't even want us to have health care. God forbid you have a decent road. Because they all wanted to vote... Luckily, I, I, and I couldn't believe Mitch McConnell voted for the infrastructure bill. Like, I, I really didn't think it was going to happen. That, I didn't know he did. Kudos to him for doing, so, for doing something. Although I bet... Uh, Self-preservation had more to do with it than 
Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm hijacking. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Yes, of course. I mean, and his state really needs it. Uh, but um, it's just uh, we need to really put our heads into local, you know, and, and really find out who has our best interests at heart. Uh, we have to start by local and then make sure and follow up that those guys are voting for what and who we want. Um, if we don't stand up now and, and try to make a change, it, it'll never be get done. We're just going to ignore it and wait for the next people to do it. Like, come on, why are we putting so much burden on, you know, it, it, if I realize it and I see it, it it's already gone too far. And, and I see it blatantly on the TV, blatantly on these videos. I see, you know, like, oh, man, my freedoms, you know, no mass, no shots, no this, no that. And it's like, dude, poor people are dying. Republicans are voting for no $15, no health care. Poor people are dying and poor people are the ones and somehow they just keep re-electing these guys? Right? Like how, is, how is that even possible? Religion and BLM and abortions. I don't know, Chuck. I really don't know. It's like, dude, these guys don't care about you. They're rich country club ass motherfuckers that went to Harvard, Yale, Princeton. They would never be caught dead shaking your hand unless they had to for a photo walk. I just wanted to circle back. Um, the earth is a living, breathing organism as you or I, uh, you know, when I was 21, I could smoke a pack of cigarettes, you know, a day and hoo-ha, you know, and drink beer till whenevs, but uh, all that shit adds up. And I'm not saying that smoking is bad or anything. Like if you choose to badass, every now and then I indulge as well. Um, but the earth is a living organism just as you or I. And if I'm 30, 40, 50, imagine how old the earth is. And I mean, realistically, we're not going to move to the moon or Mars or, (laughs) I mean, we have to realize that we are actually having an impact on the earth, kind of like a cancer. And if we don't, you know, remedy or try to cut back, uh, I'm not saying we have to go zero emissions, which would be awesome. But I mean, okay, I get it Uh, because I'm a griller. You know, I like to fucking light fire. You know, I mean, so I would never deny anyone that. But there has to be a way that we can harmonize on both sides. Um, and cut back some of our emissions and be an example. Now, I have uh, lost a lot of faith in the United States in these recent years because I feel like we've turned into one of those countries that is like, well, they do it so we can. Especially with the last four years administration uh, and we've become, we've grown lazy and complacent. And I don't think we're the shining beacon of this is how we should be guys that we once were um Biden did some shit in Afghanistan that I totally don't agree with um I'm not saying I have an answer or but there should have been a plan um for this you know de-escalation of Afghanistan because what has happened he just spit on everyone's, all everyone that died, like they did it for nothing. Why do we waste so much time in Afghanistan if we're just gonna pull out like that and, and turn the country over? We built bases, infrastructure, gave them everything. Dude, so I've been reading on that subject. I've been obsessed with that. Let's cover that next week. Though. We'll we will. 
That's not it. stopping you, just saying. Well, locally, you know, we have to realize that climate control is a real thing. Um, hopefully, we can do something to. I don't know. You said something like it would be a thousand years, and I was like, "Wow, that lo- like wow." Um, but unless we engineer a solution, unless we figure out a way to reverse it, that's that's where that's that's if we just stopped emitting and let the Earth heal, basically, then that's how long it's, that's how long it would take to recover from the damage we've already done. Wow! Awesome. We are, but really, it has been my pleasure, Chuck. I'll get back at you next week. And uh, we'll definitely get into a little bit. Well, let's see. I definitely want to talk about Afghanistan. I just didn't want to throw it in there today because that would have taken our whole. And I mean, this next week is going to lead um, into, you know, a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully something is done. Hopefully something is rectified. Um, I'm not saying we should be there, and I'm not trying to say we need to be police of the world. I mean, they should be able to stand on their own two feet. But the way we pulled out and how swiftly they've taken over, I feel like we just handed it over to them. And that's not cool. Yeah. Now they look like badasses to all those little... But whatever. We will strike that. We'll get into it. Uh, maybe we'll touch a little bit on Cuomo and uh, go from there. But it's been my pleasure, Chuck. We are, but really, thank you guys for listening. Take it easy, brother. All right, man. You too. See you. Peace.